Hello everyone, welcome to another What's On Your Mind podcast. I'm Lydia Payne Johnson, your podcast host. What's On Your Mind is geared to African American women to help you navigate your personal and professional life goals and to help you embrace your true capacity for self-love and acceptance. Today I want to address the anxiety and stress many of you are feeling around returning to in-person working. This topic is so multidimensional. As you know, many of you may already be grappling with other pandemic-related stresses, such as caring for loved ones, maintaining your household, virtual learning for your children, vaccinations, and the growing employer mandate around vaccination compliance and or COVID-19 testing. You may also be grieving for family and friends who transitioned. And now we are all facing uncertainty about the Delta variant. And I hope that each of you tended to your own health over the past 16 months. Now as employers look to get back to in-person workers, whether you are going to be full-time or some hybrid telework arrangement, many workplace-related concerns are triggered. So let's talk today about navigating your emotions as you return to the workplace. I'd like to start by citing a July 24th Washington Post article on this very topic. It stated in part that during the pandemic, or during the lockdown period, and I quote, many black women experienced a workday free of the micro and macro aggressions that followed them at their predominantly white workplaces. They had the privacy during that time to grieve the countless deaths that led to the racial unrest last summer when George Floyd was murdered. And during that time, they didn't have to pretend to be okay for the comfort of their colleagues. So naturally, many don't want to return. And in fact, as the article cites, many black women have opted to quit rather than return to the workplace. Now, I'm not advocating that you quit your job. However, black women had a sense of freedom during that period, especially while working remotely. They were free of the probing, oft-times insincere questions from white colleagues about your personal lives, questions that will likely be abundant as the in-person workplace dynamic resumes. Prying questions always meant to measure you up. The Gallup Center on Black Voices did a fall 2020 survey and found that black women were less likely than other demographics to feel that they're a valued member of their work team, that they're treated with respect, or that their co-workers treat everybody fairly. Camille Lloyd, the center's director, 
during an interview stated that there, quote, there's so much complexity to how we relate to each other in the workplace and whether or not black women feel comfortable showing up as their true self. Those pressures are not always there when you're thinking about remote work, unquote. In one of the articles I read uh, in the New York Times, a technology worker stated that her job was comfortable, but that her predominantly white co-workers made her feel anything but comfortable. That every day she would feel questions about her skin, her body, how her hair changed, why she wore the clothes she did, why she smiled, and why she didn't smile. The office wasn't her favorite place, and as a black woman, she felt expected to be that, excuse me, she felt that she was expected to be friendly to everyone, to look presentable and field inappropriate personal questions. Does that sound familiar? In the days following and the weeks and the months following George Floyd's murder last, year, last May, this woman would take a moment to herself between Zoom meetings, turn off her camera when she got overwhelmed. She'd ignore texts from colleagues asking her to educate them about race. She didn't have to pretend to be the happy black woman. She just got to breathe and be. I totally relate with that. I'm going to cite an experience that I had some 30 years ago during the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings. These hearings were aired on national TV. And at the time, I was working for a Wall Street firm that had over 11,000 financial advisors who were predominantly white male. And the location that I worked in, there was one of the larger New York branch offices was on the other side of the floor. And one day, one of those advisors made his way over to my office and parked himself in the doorway. He asked me, what do you think about the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings? Now, let me just say, ladies, at the time I was a resident expert on African-American issues because after all, I was the only African-American working on the floor. So let's go to the expert. So my initial reply to him was, eh, they're interesting and I just continued doing my work. He didn't move. He then asked, well, what do you think about Anita Hill? I picked my head up and I said, you know, I really am not paying that much attention to the hearings. Still not satisfied, he then said, you know, you don't look like Anita Hill. I can remember that I began to grip the armrests of my desk chair. As I was getting ready to respond, another colleague was walking past and I called out to him, Henry, do you think that I look like Anita Hill? Henry stopped in his tracks for a second, looked at me, replied no, and kept walking. Then the financial advisor left. I tell that story because by bringing Henry into that conversation, even for a brief second, 
I busted up that advisor's attempt to draw my point of view out of me. It was a setup. It's like, is she black? Is she militant? You know, what, what, what's her point of view? I was angry. I was offended. And I could have been carted off in handcuffs if I gave into my urge to leap out of my chair and choke his racist behind. I'm sure many of you have had similar experiences. You know, the tech worker said she just wanted to breathe and be. And for black women, getting to that place where you can just breathe and be is a challenge. Staying tuned into yourself even pre-pandemic lockdown may have been elusive. So let's talk about three tips on how to get yourself to that place where you can just breathe and be. And a a tool and tactic as you think about going back to the workplace. First, don't take anything personally. Some of you may be familiar with this. It's taken from the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I say this because when you take things personally, it makes you a prey for predators. And predators can grab your attention with just one little opinion. And remember, ladies, that their opinion, however factual or ignorant, is based on their belief system, not yours. And that whatever they think about you is not about you. Whatever they say is not about you, it's about them. Second, I want you to tune into your breath and your breathing in the moment. If you find that you're taking shallow breaths as you're trying to talk to this, this coworker, you may also find that you're holding your breath or you're, or you're you know, stop, exhale slowly, then take a slow and very silent inhalation. By doing so, you infuse your whole body with a fresh, cooling breath that will help clear your head and calm you down. Do this more than once as necessary. Because breathing in the moment will help you focus your attention on your surroundings and find a way to deflect the conversation away from yourself. It'll allow you to breathe and be. Third, move. If you are able to, excuse yourself. Go to ladies' room. Take a walk. Go to another floor. If you're in a virtual meeting, turn off your camera. Get up and walk around the room. Stretch. Circle your shoulders. Do squats. Get a glass of water. By moving physically, you're going to allow your blood to flow seamlessly and you're going to allow your head to, to, to clear. It's important that you stay focused and not lose your way, especially as you transition back to in-person working. While it's impossible to ignore the news about the continuing pandemic-related issues, it is possible to manage your emotions when confronted with questions about your personal life, 
about your professional aspirations, about your hair, or when asked if something on your person can be touched. I urge you ladies to take these three steps that I talk about and use them. I urge you to make good decisions around whether you should be back full-time or whether you should do hybrid. But I most importantly urge you to take care of yourself and to protect yourself, to protect your emotions. And again, to remember, don't take it personally because it's not about you, it's about them. Well, that's all I have today on what's on your mind. I hope this has been helpful. Be sure to continue to tune in and to follow us because what's on your mind, ladies, is the place where we're going to find that black girl magic and we're going to change the narrative about who you are.